You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is February 8th, 2022. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Want you to know we believe Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We'll be right back after this song.
we'll never know the true totality of God's love and what he has done for us until we are in that position where all things are, are visible. You, you know, the Bible said be that we look darkly through a glass and the day is gonna come where we're gonna see things just as they really are. And I'm telling you, I, I hope that song uh, blessed you as it has blessed me this evening. You know, um, here and left work and, and came straight over to the church to, to, to talk about the word of God, which is my, next to talking about technology is my favorite subject. Uh, yes, and, and so uh, I like talking about those two things as well as many others, but uh, on the, the, the number one on my list is what God has done and what he has done, not just for me, but for, for everyone. Because the Bible said the sun shines upon all of us. It doesn't matter what, what you've done today, whether it was good, bad, ugly, the sun still shined on you. Uh, whether it was rain in your area, the rain still came for you, uh, even though you were doing, doing you, boo. And so uh, certainly we're going to go into the word of God. You know, the Bible says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untorn generation then they that gladly received his words were baptized and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and they did continue continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising God having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. If you have not fasted this week, you know, one of the things I keep saying, I want to keep reminding you, pick a day to fast on. Consecrate unto the Lord. You know, uh, family, teach your children to fast. And your husband, wives, fast together. We're going to consecrate today. We're going to seek God for his will to be done in our home and among our children, you know. Bible tells us that some things come with prayer and fasting. And, and we just came out the first Sunday, which was communion. And, and right after our morning worship service, we go right into the Sunday school lesson. This is a year of Jubilee. You know, the, the queen is, is celebrating the Jubilee and, and on, her, on their continent. And we're celebrating Jubilee too. She's not the only one, you know, and we're, we're happy to be in Lord and the fact that God is able and is blessing us. You know, we want to, in this year, this 2022, you want to walk in the spirit of excellence. I, I guarantee you, if you begin walking this year, uh, you won't stop. You'll keep walking in a spirit of excellence because you'll see the benefits of that. We're going to go on into the eighth chapter of Daniel, seeing, reading, and believing. Daniel, the eighth chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this, this opportunity to stand, Lord God, in this place, to stand, Lord God, and proclaim your word. I ask that you would bless each listening ear that is, that is present and those that will be listening later. Lord God, we thank you right now for the, the unspoken requests that you have blessed. Lord God, and the requests that have been made, Lord Jesus, we thank you right now. Lord, we 
as we give you praise and honor, ask that you remember those that are sick in their body. Lord, remember those, Lord God, that are seeking you for the Holy Ghost. Fill them with your spirit, Lord. Lord, we thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. The eighth chapter of Daniel, beginning at the 11th, said, yeah, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. He magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. Now, Daniel had a dream. Now, uh, you have to remember, Daniel had these dreams over and over again. Sometimes we dream things over and over again. It might be a little different, but it's the same dream. There may be a little more information that is added uh, in one dream that it was left out in another, but it completes. Daniel saw someone magnifying themselves even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. Now, Daniel saw a little horn that grew and became exceedingly great. Uh, this the little horn also acted with hostility toward the host of heaven and all that stood for holiness and took away the daily sacrifice. Now, your lifestyle, sanctification, separated, you know, we don't do any and everything as we want to do. Your flesh might cry out and, and want you to do some things and want you to uh, talk to that girl and you know you shouldn't talk to her, want you to bed that guy, you know you shouldn't be climbing between the sheets. Might want you to, to tip, get lit, tilt it up. Might want you to do, might want you to hit it, take a long drag, whatever it is that you know is contrary to the word of God, your flesh will tell you to do it. That's what sin did. When sin was ushered in, it catered to the flesh instead of the spirit. Now when Adam, Adam catered to his flesh, uh-huh. He catered to his flesh. He, he knew the word of God. He knew what God had told him, but he did not cater to the spirit of the Lord. We have an opportunity right now at this moment to cater to the spirit of the Lord. And that's what we should be doing. Now, I mention that because the enemy fights against everyone to get them to cater to the flesh. Your soul salvation is so important. That's why the enemy wants to stop you from praying. That's why he wants to stop you from singing praise and worship unto the Lord. He knows that the Lord is seeking those that worship in spirit and in truth. So, of course, he wants to stop you from worshiping in spirit and truth. And what what better way to do that than to bring condemnation upon you to because you have been persuaded to sin. And instead of you resisting the devil, you give in. Well, it makes it hard to praise and worship God and don't don't believe that lie at, well, you know, you'll never know what it's like until you sin. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. The father of all liars is a liar in the beginning, and he's still a liar. Don't give in to that. You have to sin in order to know because sin is like could could be like. Uh, <laughs> don't be a crackhead. Now, anybody that's ever smoked crack know just what I mean. If you've ever been stuck on anything, then you know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I don't care if it was you were stuck on a substance, if you were stuck on stupid. Don't get stuck on the tricks of the enemy. It is a fight for your life. Now notice the attack is not against uh, Buddhism. It's not against Hinduism or any other philosophy. Now philosophy is not salvation, but a fundamental knowledge regarding areas of existence and principles. Now philosophy did not, does not supersede God. When we talk about salvation, salvation itself embodies the fundamentals and knowledge regarding your complete existence now and forever. Certain philosophies teach reincarnation and karma. You ever hear somebody say, oh, karma caught the best that got caught up with that person. No, karma uh, is tied to reincarnation. So uh, a person that they tell you, oh, a person did something bad and they come back as a, a spider or a roach. You know, they came back as something bad because karma caught up. No, no, no. The Bible don't teach that. That's something that is demonic. Mm -hmm. That's something that has been taught outside of what the word of God says, which makes it uh, uh, convoluted. It makes it wrong. Okay. So uh, we don't believe in karma. The Bible says that whatsoever man so of that shall he also reap. Uh, so uh, the Bible uh, it speaks about those things that we do and how we plant seeds. And those seeds will spring up and they will bring forth the fruit. So you need to be careful what you spring. Salvation identifies one's exposure, uh, the nature of sin. It exposes our sinful nature. And it gives us a message of reconciliation to an intent through the intentional state. What state did God intend us to be in? Well, had Adam not sinned, had Adam not catered to the flesh, when Adam had an opportunity to eat from all the trees except the one. So he didn't have to eat of the forbidden fruit, whatever that forbidden fruit, he didn't have to eat from that. He could have eaten from the tree of life, which would have changed the course of everything. But that was not done. You can eat, and I pray that you are eating from the tree of life, which is Christ now. And so the Bible tells us in Genesis 1 and 37, it says, uh, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening and in the morning were the sixth day. Everything that God created was very good. Adam was created from the dust of the ground, very good. He created both him and female. They were very good. And then they messed it up. The ability and the control that we have in our lives have been given into by God. We make choices. God don't force us. I was uh, working with a young man today and, and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how he accomplished something. Uh, we were sitting down doing some work and he was talking about how he had um, accomplished some some equations and God did it for him. And I, I just let him know that God gave you the breath. He gave you the, the, the warmth of your body and all the activities of your limbs. And you had to apply yourself to get those equations correct. Give God the glory for the 
well-being. But you have to take the initiative. We have to take the initiative. We have to apply the word of God. Now, the attack is against the oldest religion known to mankind, actually the oldest religion in the world. Uh, I'll put it in this way to help simplify it. Uh, when we talk about set aside for God, we talk about sanctification. We're talking about what God has called us to be and to do. Genesis 1 and 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. And there was light and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. John 1, uh, the first chapter, starting the first verse says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man, and light shineth in darkness, and man comprehended it not. The oldest religion in the world, the oldest worship center, the oldest place uh, was of, of giving glory and acknowledging sovereignty is in the presence of God, not ceramic tile that's been molded and shaped into six arm uh, beings that you would run from, not molded and shaped into pot belly uh, features uh, that you know, gentlemen, pot bellies and that stomach, it, it represents a bad sign of health. Feng Shui and all of that other ceramic and wood and stuff and elephants with hats and sitting on their butts and people uh, acknowledge. Listen, let's be real. Those are images that have been created to distort, to bring about a certain illusion. Now, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Daniel saw something in his visions, and I don't want to go ahead of myself, but Daniel saw something in the visions uh, regarding illusions. Now, each person that has been exposed to the word of God or the oldest and only soul-saving message is, is working, knowing and or unknowingly works with the spirit of Antichrist. And let me say that again. You've been exposed to the word of God. The word of God is the oldest and it is the only soul saving message. Everyone will hear the message. And whether they, you know, I, I didn't choose that. Making a choice not to choose is a choice in itself. And so therefore people make a choice knowingly or they claim that they, they're not going to make a choice and they fall into a uh, category of not knowing some things because they didn't dig into it to find out more about it. But when you do not side with God, you're siding with the Antichrist, your Antichrist yourself. First John 4 and 3 says, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God. And that is that spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore, ye have heard that it should come and now already is in the world. So even then, when 
the Apostle John was speaking, he said the spirit of Antichrist was already there, already existing. The attack is against God. The attack is against the saints of God, is against your praise and against your daily sacrifice. Now, uh, he goes on to say that, and a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression and to cast down the truth to the ground and to practice and prosper. So the Antichrist, the one that is fighting against God and the host of heaven and all God's, what has to be about God is fighting against it. Daniel's vision exposes something here, this horrifying truth, that rebellion, God's people, those that rebel against God and against his word causes the truth to diminish. It diminishes in your mind. It, you know, when the children of Israel was taken captive and those that are reading uh, Jeremiah, if you're following along in the book of, with the book of Daniel, you should be reading Jeremiah as well. Uh, there was a time in Israel's captivity where they hung up their harps, they hung up their guitars and, and their instruments and, and they forgot. They didn't know how to grab hold to a song and sing unto the Lord. It began to diminish in their mind. They weren't practicing. They weren't doing anything of that nature because they had allowed themselves to rebel against God in such a way that they were caught up in areas of a way of thinking that uh, took them away from God. You don't want to be find yourself there like that. Rebellion against God, word, causes the truth to start to vanish. Uh, people are, are calling evil good and calling good evil. Well, God will accept it. That's you saying God will accept it. What does his word say? It doesn't matter if he's your mother, your father, your daughter, your son. What does the word of God have to say about the situation? Those that once believe rebelled. Now, when I say once believe, I mean practice, practiced in their belief. Now, many believe but don't practice. Rebellion is like a virus. It corrupts until it is stopped. The day is coming that this rebellious virus is going to stop. Mm -hmm. Daniel goes on to say, then I heard one saint speaking and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? Now, he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Now, Daniel heard a conversation in his vision. Daniel's, Daniel's having a vision now, just like you. You have dreams, you have visions. And he hears a conversation that's going on. This conversation is taking place between those who were sanctified. Some said, well, it was an angelic being. I'm just gonna say it was those that were sanctified because he said, uh, to uh, that there was one saint that said to a certain saint. Now we can go into other theological discussions about who that might have been and you know and a number of things, but I'll just tell you this that um, as we go through the book of Revelation, you'll find out that those that have once been here,
and have gone on or having conversations. Yeah. Contrary to what some have embraced, you can believe in God and live the way you want to live and do what you want to do. But I'm here tonight to say you cannot take that square peg and put it and make it fit into that round hole. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. We should not try to make God fit into our schedule, make him fit into our lifestyle, make him fit into what we want him to fit into. God is telling us, it, the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not for God's mind to be transformed into thinking for us, like us. No, that's never going to happen. But let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And you've got to get in the word to find out what that means. You can't just, and I'm not talking about just reading the word and quoting scriptures. I'm talking about application, baby. You got to apply the word of God to your life. You have to understand the spirit of the law because the letter of the law kill it, but the spirit gives life. You need to understand what the spirit of the word is. The spirit of the word will always lead you to sanctification. It will always lead you to a holy lifestyle. And you know, the more you do something, the easier it becomes. It's just like going to the gym. It's just like running, jogging. It's just like riding a bicycle. It's like so many other things uh, that may seem a little challenging in the beginning, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It becomes more natural. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning. Then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Eli, uh, which called and said, Gabriel, Gabriel, as you were, has met Mary, met with uh, Joseph, met with Elizabeth, met with, okay. so Elizabeth, so Gabriel, this, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Daniel is seeing things that are going to occur in what we call the end time. Now, in his day, in his captivity, in his life, he is seeing deep down the road, far. Now, Daniel was curious. He wanted to know what the dream meant. You ought to want to know what things mean. You shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. Ask the questions. If you don't, don't write them down when you think about them. But take those questions to church. Take those questions to the minister. Email them, text them, but get them out and get an understanding. Daniel wanted to know what the dream meant. Uh, he had already had several visions, all leading to a particular point in time that uh, that cannot, should not, and, and we should not ignore. No one that believes the word of God should ignore what has been said, what has been seen, what we're reading in the word of God. Someone saw it. It was written. What did the Bible say? Write the vision and make it plain that so that he that readeth will run. We need to read and then and get busy. 
Now, when we talk about the definition of belief, don't believe, don't confuse belief with faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I hope it happens. I have this deep hope inside of me and without hope, there is no faith. Uh, hope, a man without hope is pretty sickly. The spirit is wounded. Hope is what is the foundation of faith. Belief is the shadow of acceptance. Now, I, I use the term shadow of acceptance because uh, you may not fully believe. And, and so you might believe just enough. You might believe, you know, as so many are troubled in their spirit, they believe that God will do it for, for someone else. He's going to do it for Pastor Carl, but he's not going to do it for me. And I'm here to tell you that, no, God will do it for you. He, he may have done it for me so that I can tell you he will do it for you. So I'm here to tell you, he will do it for you as well. And some of us have dealt with that on our own. Ministers, be transparent. Don't, you know, you wouldn't always had the mountaintop faith or anything like that. There's sometimes you struggle, you know, that, man, I don't know if this is going to uh, unfold for me. And someone encouraged you and told you to have faith. And you might've been praying, Lord, give me faith. Lord, give me faith. Lord, give me patience. Don't pray for that because tribulation is what brings about patience. So when you say, give me patience, you ask them for tribulation. The Bible doesn't tell us to pray for faith. It says have faith. And so after hearing the word of God, you made up in your mind and said, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe what God's word is saying. And I'm not going to deviate from it. And when you found yourself wanting or your flesh trying to make you, you, you held on and embraced the word of God and had faith. A shadow of acceptance because uh, some uh, don't fully believe. They believe in God, but when I, I'm wanting to encourage your hearts, believe wholly in him. Take action in the right direction. Belief in the Bible is an action word. It's not something that we just, oh, I believe. Let me tell you, the devil believe in God. His actions are contrary to God. He's not a God. He's an anointed cherub. Yes, I, I do know the scriptures of, uh, of how he is referred to the God of this world, but he is not sovereign. He's not equal to God. Now, as he was speaking with me, Daniel, Gabriel speaking with him, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright. The word of God preached, read, dreamed, what is in a song should have some type of an impact. It should have an impact on you. You know, I, I, I'm constrained on how I'm gonna say this, but I, I, let me just do the best I can. You know, people say, I saw the Lord and I walked right up to him and, and bam, we just had a conversation and he told me this, that, and the other. No, the word of God is humbling. Paul, in his vision, after uh, when they thought he, they believed that he was dead, and this is during a time that, that many believe that, that Paul had this vision. I'm not contradicting that. I'm just saying Paul had this vision and he was caught up into the third heavens. He saw things that was unspeakable to even be uttered. You got that close to God and you got a whole lot to say, something ain't right. And 
there was a thorn given to him in his flesh that he would not be boastful, to keep him humble. And even though he asked the Lord to remove it, the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient. You're going to deal with that. Every time that hits you, you're going to know and you're going to know why and you're not going to be exalted. There are some things that are in our life. Thank you, Jesus. There are some things that we are dealing with as individuals because God is using that to keep us humble. God is using that to keep us in check. And only you will know what that is. But it's not uncommon for God to do such a thing. He's saved about saving your soul, not having you walk around. Uh, Bible said knowledge puff it up. No, God wants us to be humble. He wants us to stay in check. He wants us to stay in our place. You know, uh, someone preached the message, stay in your lane. And, and so God wants us to stay where he wants us to be at and not jump the track, not go into other areas where we should not be going and certainly not walking around with a head the size of uh, Jack in the Box. Daniel said, I saw him and now I, I, I get regular, you know, not Daniel, excuse me, those that claim I, I saw the Lord and, and now they claim and I get regular visitations from angelic beings that provide special words to me and, and you know, and here it is and, you know, no, uh-uh. Mm -mm. I saw him in the exact time of the end. Nope, not, nope, don't drink that Kool-Aid because the Bible, those are all red flags and they, they should be waving, big red flags, waving, do not, don't you hear the alarm sounding? It's time to get away from that. The Bible tells us that no man knows the hour, the day, or any of that. And here it is, we've seen in the news how people have been caught up into believing an individual. Read your Bible. I'm constantly saying, read your Bible. Have you read your Bible this week? Have you looked at, please listen to the message, go back and, and reread what has been said. You need the word of God and you need to know it for yourself and you need to ask questions. Uh-huh. Anyone that don't want, I was telling the church on, in the second service on Sunday that anyone that, that do not want to answer any minister, pastor that don't want to answer a question that you have regarding the word of God. If they don't know, just say you don't know, tell it, you'll seek it out. But if you just refuse to answer, the Bible tells us to be ready to give an answer for the faith in which we, then there's a problem. There's a problem. And he said, behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end for the indignation for at the time appointed the end shall be. Now, Daniel is blessed to not only see into our day, but I'm sure this encouraged him to embrace and stay in on the right path. What Daniel saw was mind stirring. He, 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 oh, my God. What Daniel saw, I don't even know for in his day and time and what he saw occurring so far down the line. You know, they say Isaiah was the ego eye prophet. Well, what was Daniel for what he saw to see all the way to the end of time? Mighty God. You see, being uh, demonstrative and audible don't mean you're committed in this lifestyle. Daniel was committed to a lifestyle and God was dealing with him about about where he was and what was going to happen. God pulled back the curtain for his friend. Thank you, Jesus. He pulled back the curtain 
for his friend. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, you know, without that lifestyle, because some are, are demonstrative. You know, you go to church and, and people are all e e emotional and, uh, you know, and, and demonstrative and out of bowl out, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that church is not a, a celebration or anything like that, but a committed lifestyle. It brings about a difference. So Daniel was serious about his soul salvation. We're not playing games with our soul. But Daniel, Daniel, look, Daniel, the ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of the Medes and the Persian. The, the, the word of God is making it plain. And the rough goat, the he goat, the rough goat is the king of Grisha. And the, uh, the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now that, uh, now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his own power. Now, you can go and look, read history and see how the word of God is showing. Daniel is seeing these things and how it, the word, the history mm -hmm, shows what happened. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce continents and understanding dark sentences. Listen to this. Fierce continents, understanding dark sentences shall stand up and his power shall be mighty, but not of his own power. Now, those of you that you already know, Cornerstone, you know where this power is coming from. And some of you listening know where this power is from. And his power shall be mighty and not by his own power. He shall destroy wonderfully. He's going to be a tyrant. And shall prosper and practices and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. It's going, his administration is going to be a powerful force. Uh, even though he is merely a puppet of a higher power. Destroying, prospering, bringing down other world leaders and fighting against God's people. Now, some believe that the, when they talk about the, the people that is talking about uh, corrupt Christians, there are no corrupt Christians. No, not unless you're using the term Christian as someone that believe in God, but yet does not obey God. Uh, still, this is going on during the end time. So it is not no corrupt Christians uh, the, the Bible speaks about those that transgress his word as transgressors. You knew what to do, but you transgressed the word of God. Uh, you went a different way. You backslid. So, you know, uh, backsliders, and uh, they will be left here during the tribulation period. But these are not people that the Antichrist will be fighting against because they're already on his side. Mm -hmm. They're already on his side. We'll get to that. And so they didn't get caught up. They believe in the possibility. There's so many that will that believe right now in the possibility uh, for the Gentiles and all Israel to be saved during the tribulation period. That's not what the word of God says. It is a time of Jacob's trouble. Only a, a number and those that have the seal upon it will be saved. Now, if you are sealed before uh, Thessalonians 4 and 16, you're going to be caught up. You're not going to be here because you were sealed. 
So you need to ask yourself, how is that even possible? That if I can't be saved now with the presence of God, the Holy Ghost, his power that is preventing Antichrist, the wicked one from appearing and doing what he's what he will do. How am I going to be saved during the tribulation period when God's presence is not there? When he is, uh, well, listen, the scripture tells you and I to get ready and to stay ready. Jesus spoke about 10 versions, five that was ready, five that was not. There was no exception made for the five that were not. So saints and friends, I want to read the 25th chapter of Matthews. If you're just waking up, read it during your lunch break. When you're on work, listen to it, you know, but pay attention to it. Now, don't assume you know it. I've heard that before. No, go back and go over it until you get what God is saying. Don't assume anything. We need to, we, people have given themselves liberties, but God has it and there is accountability. And you've given yourself liberties uh, God, that God hasn't ordained. And I'm, I'm reminding you that there is an accountability. Romans 14, uh, the 14th chapter, verse 12, begin, it says, for it, was written, for it is written, as I live, it says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess. You'll find this in the book of Isaiah as well. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore. It's time out for tearing each other apart because you see somebody do something and it may have been wrong or maybe there's something that you didn't understand what they was doing. And so you want to bring them down. Don't let the devil use you. The Bible said if you see a brother or sister overtaken in a fault, if you spiritual, if you all that, you need to be humble, approach them in a humble manner and be an encouragement to them so that they can be right. But judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or occasion to fall in his brother's way. Now, through this policy, through his policy, also he shall cause the craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princesses, but he shall be broken without hand. Now, there's going to be certain policies that are that he's going to uh, put in place. And there's a specific agenda behind it that many talked about and you've heard maybe in your in your lifetime of the peace treaty and the peace treaty would be broken. There are a lot of peace treaties that have been signed over the years and there's going to be a policy that is crafted uh, in his hand that the Bible says. So it's going to be something that's specific a very specific agenda that is going to be uh, introduced to the world. Now, pride, the same pride that was found in the king of Tyre, Ezekiel 28 and 15, thou was perfect in all thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. That was some serious pride because he exalted himself and said he's going to rise above the most high and set upon the congregation and he was cast down. This same spirit is still going to be at work during this time. And this is what Daniel is seeing. With a deception wrapped in a peace treaty, many will be lost because they refuse to adhere to the gospel message that is currently being presented. Now, Daniel sees this. Daniel sees this. 
2 Thessalonians 2, 8 and 12, uh, or beginning at the 8th verse says, And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. He, he's going to rise up against the princes, but uh, the prince, that's not going to work. God's going to bring him down. And shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. That's where the power is coming from with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Now understand something here, you need to underline this. Those that refuse to hear the gospel message of salvation, they might have grab hold to uh, philosophies and different things. Somebody, you know, there's certain churches that teach all roads lead to heaven, and that's not true. The Bible says if you come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So how does all roads, mm, listen, you got to come up the way that Jesus said, and you got to go through him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish. So those that are left behind have been deceived. They're full of unrighteousness, and they're here and will perish. Don't be one of them. Because they refuse, receive not the love of the truth. The, the word of God is telling us why. People that are that have heard the gospel... I'm talking about the Gentiles. I'm talking about those that are not Jews or those that are not children of Israel have heard the gospel, but they didn't love the truth. They wanted to do it their way. They wanted to uh, get what they wanted to get. They wanted, all right. They wanted to, to spruce themselves up, get tattooed. As, you know, they, I, I'm, I'm talking about church folks. I'm not talking about people that did not know that came into church already, um, glamorized the way they want it to be glamorized in the attire that they wear. I'm not talking about them. Please don't get me wrong. I'm talking about those that have known the truth and after hearing the truth, knew the truth, went out and did those things that was unacceptable with the body that was supposed to be the temple of God and they love not the truth, but they love themselves. They didn't love the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God send them strong delusion. So there are some people that leave the church that will never make it back. They might seem like it when you talk to them, but they're not going to make it back because of strong delusion. Now, none of us is going to walk around and hope for that. We're praying that, that the Lord stir up backsliders, draw them, you know, and let us all be on one accord with the same mother because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, no matter male or female. But there are some that are not going to make it back because of strong delusion, because they love not the truth and they believe a lie that they might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. So many think they have a game plan. I have a, I have a plan. I have the best plan. L listen to this plan and you, you can think about what's wrong with it. At the last moment, they're on the airplane, the airplane's going down at the last moment, just before the plane hits the ground. I'm going to jump out and run to safety. That's the way some people think. Just before the plane hits the ground, they're going to jump out and they're going to run to safety. They're going to run away from the plane. Uh, the the door is going to swing open. They're going to jump, feet running, and they're going to run away from the plane before the plane bursts into flames, consuming everything around it. And they're going to be safe. That plan is as ridiculous as it sounds. 
But why do people have such plans? I'm going to live and do all that I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And, and at the last moment, I'm going to say, Lord, I'm sorry. And he's going to say, oh, come on, baby. All right. I got you. Listen, you want to defy gravity? You're going to have to get saved. And you're going to have to apply God's word daily in your life in this lifestyle. And the vision in the evening of the morning, which was told is true. Therefore, shut up the vision. Daniel, uh, uh, Gabriel's telling Daniel, this is going to happen. This is going to happen for it shall be for many days. It's not going to happen tomorrow, Daniel, but it's going to happen. Well, there's been some serious time from the time since Daniel saw this to our day. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business. I was sick, couldn't go to work, couldn't function properly. There are some things that God showed you that will rock your world, that will mess you up, that will have you sit down and rethink your whole scheme, rethink your life, and you'll never look back and be the same again. Daniel said, I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. He couldn't even tell it and help anybody understand what he had seen. There are some things that God and how God is going to deal with you. Like many before me and after me, if the Lord should wait, if he should tarry a little longer, we're explaining and crying out loud, using all the words available as much as we have within us to say, read it, believe it. Mighty God. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. I ask that you would keep it stirred in our heart that we don't sin against you. Help us live committed lives unto you, Lord. Lord Jesus, so that you'll find, and Lord God, that we'll be pleasing in your sight. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God, as we press forward, Lord God, and uh, seeking you to do your will. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, not in word, but in our life, Lord. We pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to seek you and to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Look for you to be in service with us. Certainly continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Until then, God bless you. And we'll be back Sunday. Lord say the same. We'll be in the book of Revelation. Don't forget to give God the highest. Give him your best. Give him the best praise.
don't forget to pray for one another.